glad that you're listening to this podcast. This podcast is a ministry of the Bonners Ferry Baptist Church and of Pastor Devin Neal. So I want to uh, preach from this, and I'm not going to be long. I know uh, you've had a long week, and um, and <laughs> I like one preacher said, he said, you know what happens, you know what it means when a preacher takes off his watch? Nothing, amen, <laughs> but anyways, uh, but I do I do mean to be short this evening, and uh, trust it to be a blessing to you, and uh, I just, uh, kind of two parts would like to do in this message tonight, we're going to look at the first four verses, the same verses that were uh, challenged with us. Uh, the other evening, uh, but kind of a challenge, but also uh, a commendation. I, I, I search for the title, uh, the, the message, sometimes titles come quickly and the message is hard to get. And uh, this one, the, the message came quickly. I didn't know what the title, I, did. I really struggled with it. I just wrote down this, praise God for those who stay. And in Acts chapter 13, you have two that that went and uh, went out from this church, you know, praise God for those who stayed in the church. And, uh, and so I, I praise God. I, I'll be honest with you, uh, Thursday night I was emotional. And I, um, uh, and I, was, I was thinking, why was I so emotional? I think uh, several things. Um, I think, first of all, um, you know, this, thank you, Brandon, I appreciate that. This church means a lot to me. Um, Obviously, for for reasons that are obvious, the uh, the family connection. Um, obviously, also, um, Nevin is not only uh, my family member; he's one of my dearest friends, and I mean that sincerely. One of my very closest friends. And um, you know, just because your family doesn't mean you're close. I have a lot of family members that I'm not close with. Unfortunately, I have a lot of people that aren't blood relatives that I am close with. And uh, so there's a double double bond there. And uh, also, though, I, I, I thought, you know, our church, uh, the church that I had the privilege of pastoring for 13 years, supported this church. And we prayed and we, you know, and we gave. And and uh, to see what God is, is doing in this church uh, is it, exciting. And so I think uh, a lot of emotions were there uh, Thursday night. Getting to, to know the kings uh, like we did. Um, you know, we, we, we told you Thursday night that, uh, they were with us for uh, two and a half months during COVID. That wasn't supposed to happen. And, um, you know, when you live with someone for two and a half months, again, it's either you're going to love them at the end or hate them, right? It's a, and uh, you're either going to love them or you're going to want to kill them. And, and, uh, but we had, a, we had a wonderful time and uh, grew close to them. And uh, so it was, it, was, it was a wonderful thing. And we, we thank God uh, for what God has done and is doing in this church. And uh, But again, uh, I just want to look at some things here tonight, and uh, not just the two that departed, but I want to look at these three that stayed, and uh, that's where you are tonight. You're, we're not, you're not the, uh, the Paul and the Saul and Barnabas, but there's uh, three others, and it's interesting. Let's look at verse number one. Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. Notice, I don't know if I ever looked at, saw this before, but Notice the next word, as. In other words, this group of five names is not the complete list. You know, if I were to say, you know, the Neal family, you know, Nevin and Kaysen and uh, Braden and Adeline, it's as, as those. I know, is that, is that the whole family? No, I didn't, didn't mention several there, right? 
And, uh, but have you ever done that? You know, there's, you know, some of the people that work down there, there's Joe and Jim and Bob, and you don't mention everybody. You know, there's someone that goes to Bonner's Ferry Baptist Church. You know, there's, there's, there's George and there's Jim and Jeff and, and, uh, you know, Brandon, but that's not everybody. Notice he says, I never thought about that before, that little word as. In other words, there's a group of people that these things that are said here are true of. Not just Saul and uh, Barnabas, we, we call him Paul, but there was a group as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Menaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them, and they sent them away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed into Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And I took some time to circle the word they in verse 2 and twice in verse 3. In other words, that the things that are said of these are said of all of these. And again, not just these five, but this, there, there are more that are represented here. You know, I, I, we would think of, uh, of Paul. I, I, and I've said this before. I think, uh, and I've said before that Paul was probably the greatest Christian who ever lived. But I, I thought the last few days, I thought, you know what? Maybe he's not the greatest Christian who ever lived. Maybe we don't even know who that is. One thing I would say, though, is whoever is the greatest Christian, first of all, they're not trying to be the greatest Christian. They're just trying to please the Lord. Amen. Amen. They're not, and, and, and they're not doing it to be the greatest Christian. Amen. I love that story in the, in the Bible of that, that woman who gave those mites to the Lord. That's interesting what Jesus said there. Jesus didn't say that she gave more than any of them. She, he said she gave more than all of them. That's interesting there. Here's just a little woman that we don't even know her name. And, but, you know, I, I praise the Lord for the, the unsung here. I praise the Lord for those that are just faithful to serve the Lord in the local church. Uh, we, uh, we traveled for, in evangelism for a little over a year, and it was just wonderful to see uh, church after church after church after church. I mean, every single week. And there's a group of believers who love the Lord and, and want to please the Lord and honor the Lord in church after church. And it, just, it just thrilled my heart to see that. God was at work uh, in churches. But I just want to draw some things out here and, and that I praise the Lord for these uh, that were here in this church. And, and again, uh, a, a, a commendation and a challenge to us tonight. Let's notice these things quickly. First of all, tonight, I wrote down the word service. Service. What was their service? It says here in verse number one, though, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers. Notice that, and prophets and teachers. Now, uh, the prophets, we don't have a, a prophet today that, that, uh, foretells as much as a prophet today would be someone who foretells. That could be a Sunday school teacher. Uh, that could be a door-to-door soul winner. Uh, that could be, uh, uh anyway, when we proclaim the word of God, uh, that is uh, a prophet today. A, a prophet and a teacher. Interesting when you study this that these men were already proven in this local church. Uh, it's interesting. 
that uh, when uh, when uh, Nevin talked to me about coming out to, to be a part of this, I asked him, you know, uh, would there be a, a question and answer time? And I had zero, absolutely zero problem with the answer. He said, he said, no. He said, Chris and Christy have already been proven. And I believe that, all right? I didn't, I didn't come out here uh, inquisitively the last few days to see. I knew of Chris's faith. I knew of Chris's faithfulness. I've seen that. I've seen his walk with the Lord. I believe that he has a walk with God. I believe he loves the Lord. I believe he prays. I believe he's filled with the Spirit of God. I believe he wants to be a servant of the Lord. I believe he wants to be used of God. You see, there was already a proving time. There was no questionnaire needed. They were already proven in this thing. They, there was no, none of that that went on here. Right? These men uh, were already faithful. And when God said, all right, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work I had called them, they had already proven themselves in what they had already done to serve the Lord. And God just said, hey, you're going to take that and you're going to take it somewhere else. You know, I heard, I heard a preacher say one time, he said, uh, hey, listen, if you're not going to serve God uh, in your local church, don't, don't go across the country raising support and go across the sea and do nothing. Amen. Amen. We know that, 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 that Chris and Christy served the Lord here and, and, uh, and we believe that, that, that they're just going to, to, to continue that on. And we, and we praise the Lord for that. All right. But, but there's this group here again, not just Saul and Barnabas that left, but there's still a group. Now, and the thought here is look at verse four, that they went to Seleucia and they went to Cyprus and, and you know what? Did Seleucia need the gospel? Absolutely. Did, uh, uh, did, uh, Cyprus need the gospel? Absolutely. But listen, Antioch still needs the gospel. Amen. Amen. Praise God for Saul and Barnabas that went to all these places. But you know what? Praise God for Simeon and praise God for Lucius and praise God for Manan and others who stayed and preached the gospel right there in Antioch. Amen. They foretold they were prophets and teachers. But a good thought for us to think about tonight is, you know, if the Lord were wanting to do something more, could He use me? I wonder, you know, although this is not a a group, a whole group here, as he says here, we don't have the whole list, but you know what, I would sure hope if God wanted to do something more in our church, if God wanted to do more in our ministry, in our church, that he could see me as somebody that's already being faithful doing what God wants me to do, and I could be a part of that. If God wanted me to, that I could be part of that, that could say, hey, separate me, Brian Lott, for the work whereunto I've called him. I want to be a part of that. Now, here's the amazing thing. I, I, I don't believe that any of these men were saying, you know what, well, we're going to do this now because we know God's got bigger things for us. Oh, no. Not at all. These men were just saying, hey, we're just going to be faithful doing whatever God wants us to do right here. And if He has more for us, then so be it. But if not, we're just going to be faithful right where we are. And you know what? Praise the Lord. There was a group of people that after Saul and Barnabas left, they stayed with the work. They stayed faithful. They kept going on for the Lord. I'm thankful for that tonight. They were faithful. And they let God take care of the rest. Friend, there's a great principle in the Bible that 
he that is faithful in much will need to be first be faithful in that which is least. If we want God to do more with us, that we must be faithful with what God has already given us to do. And I praise God for this group of people. Yes, Barnabas and Saul or Paul get the highlight, but I, I praise God for these other men in their service. Notice number two, their signature. I needed an S word. And what I mean by that is their names. In verse number one, their names are interesting. We have these lists of these names. And let's look at the first one, or the first of these three, if we would. And the first, of course, is Simeon. Of course, we're, 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 we know a lot about Barnabas. We know a lot about Saul. But notice Simeon there. Now, now some of this is speculation, so I won't uh, belabor the point. But Simeon is, 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 has a nickname that is called Niger. Most likely, most Bible, uh, 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 his, uh, you know, uh, theologians that I read after believe that he was most likely a black man. But the interesting thought here is uh, that he's uh, known uh, far more for his commitment than his color. Amen. Uh, it, it bothers me. Uh, we have, you know, it's amazing we have people today uh, that are supposedly against racism. And some of them are the biggest racists I've ever seen in my life. And basing everything upon race. And basing everything upon uh, the color of the skin. And listen, here is a, here is a man. And, and again, some of this is speculation. Some people believe that he was a, uh, a, a, a Cyrenian. What's interesting about that is, is uh, that Lucius, the next name here, was of Cyrene. What a, what a thought maybe perhaps that uh, Simeon led Lucius to the Lord. Perhaps he was one of his uh, converts. Maybe he led him to Christ. We don't again. We don't know that for sure, but it's interesting to think about. Some people believe that perhaps this Simeon uh, perhaps was the one who carried the cross of Jesus. What a thought that would be! And, and uh, if, if he did, it, he would have seen the sufferings of Christ. And again, I'm not dogmatic on it, but think about this. What better Christian would you want in a church rather than somebody that's been to Calvary? Amen. Been to the cross and seen. And by the way, whether he was physically there, we've all been to Calvary if we're saved tonight. Amen. We remember what Jesus has done for us and how he loves sinners such as us, wretches such as us. And listen, and no wonder he, if that is true, that he would want to serve the Lord with all of his heart and his life when he said, hey, listen, certainly I can do something in the cause of Christ because of what Jesus has done for me. What a thought that is. This man, Simeon, and, and uh, oh, thank God for him. Lucius is here. Lucius, again, perhaps a convert of Simeon. We cannot be dogmatic at all. And, and uh, of course, there is a Lucius mentioned in Romans 16.21. If that is the same one, isn't it a great thought to think about the faithfulness there? That here he is in the book of Acts and mentioned in the book of Romans. You know, just a faithful man. Menaean, that this one blesses my heart, because we do have a little thought here from Menaean. It says here in verse 1, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch. Notice that thought, he had been brought up with Herod. Herod the Tetrarch, the one who stole Herodias from her husband. The one, this Herod, who murdered John the Baptist. 
This one who mocked the Lord Jesus Christ. There's Herod Antipas who was the son of Herod the Great and grew up together. And to think about the contrast and think about the grace of God. Menaean who was a believer. Herod was a beast. Menaean was a minister. Herod was a murderer. Menaean found salvation in the arms of Jesus. Herod found shame in the arms of Herodias. And, and listen, and, and Menaean could say, Amazing grace! How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me! I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I could be a Herod. I could have gone. I could have had all that in my life. But it's the grace of God that changed my life. I wonder how many of us tonight could think of somebody that we went to school with or somebody we grew up with. And we could think of somebody and, and, and they have that in their life, a life of sin and a life of disappointment and a life of heartache and, and all those things. And you know why you don't have those things tonight? If you don't have those things, are you here tonight? Listen to me. The sheer grace of God. The sheer grace of God. Friend, listen, weren't the grace of God we ought to be in hell tonight? Weren't for the grace of God we ought to be on a gutter somewhere tonight? We ought to be drug filled or drunken or all those things. All of those things can be true of us tonight. If it weren't for the grace of God, it's not us. Absolutely not us. It is the grace of God. And oh, how we ought to thank God for the grace of God that saved a wretch like us. I like that signature tonight. Number three tonight, notice the scope, if you would. The scope of their ministry. And I, I, I know my father-in-law hit on this in verse two, but I want to just cover it again real quickly. The Bible says here in verse two, and they ministered to the Lord. It's interesting that the Bible doesn't say they ministered for the Lord. The Bible said they ministered to the Lord. You know what that means? That when they came in to do their service, they weren't doing it for the people. They were doing it for the Lord. Amen? Amen? Amen. By the way, that will keep you going. That will keep you going. Alright? Because here's, you know, newsflash. People will disappoint you. I told our church the other day, and, and by the way, I, I just want to take a second. If, if you pray for our church, thank you. The Lord is working in our church, and I'm, I'm so thankful. We took a... Uh, the Lord allowed us to, to take a struggling church, and the Lord has healed our church. Three weeks in a row, we saw someone come to Christ the last three weeks. And I thought, oh, Lord, do it again today. I'll I, I, be honest with you, I kind of had a little thought, you know. Devin, I know I'm doing what God wants me to do. I know the Lord wanted me to come out here, but you know how it is when the pastors, things are just different. I'm not saying it's because of me, it's just things are different. I got a text this afternoon. We had a lady walk the aisle and receive Christ as her Amen. Savior. First time visitor this morning. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Praise God. But I'm here to say tonight, and this is not a newsflash, if you've been in church very long, people disappoint you. I told our church a, a few few weeks ago, I said, if I've, I've been there a year and a half. I said, if I've not disappointed you yet, hang on, I will. Amen. I'll work harder at it. Amen. I'll try my best. And they laughed and I laughed. But you know what? People disappoint the pastor. You know what? Pastor disappoint the people. Amen. 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 We will. You know what? <laughs> he never disappoints. Amen. 
Amen. And if you come in here week after week and say, hey, I'm glad to serve in my class. I'm glad to serve the people. But you know what? I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for Him. I'm doing it for the Lord. I'm doing it to the Lord. And listen, that will keep you going. Whether brother so-and-so pats you on the back or sister so-and-so says that was good or, or, or whatever. <laughs> whatever it is, that will keep you going. They ministered to the Lord. It's interesting, the word ministered got this definition. Uh, somebody said it, it means public service at one's own cost. What a thought. It cost them something. My mind instantly, as I read that definition, went to David. Remember what he said? He said, well, I will not give to the Lord of that which doth cost me nothing. Oh, friend, listen, what a group of people that were here. What a group of people, not just the Saul and the Barnabas, not just the, the Chris and Christy King, but the people in the church here tonight. Praise God for those here tonight who are ministering to the Lord who are forth-telling the Word of God, who have been to Calvary, who, who God has changed their life by the grace of God, and they're doing what they're doing. And I can promise you, you are doing that because you're still here. Amen. Number four, I like their, I commend their seriousness. They fasted. In other words, this was not just a, uh, a loosey-goosey, flippant thing they were doing. The Bible says here, verse 2, they fasted. Verse 3 also says they fasted. What they were doing was serious and needed to be taken serious. You know, that's a Christian virtue. Could probably use some reviving, the good old-fashioned fasting. We have some serious things going on in our country. We have some serious things going on in our churches. We have some serious things going on in our families. Oh, and God see that we mean business, and they were serious about that. Notice next, they were spirit-led. They were spirit-led. Look at verse 2, it says, And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Notice the Holy Ghost said. They were spirit-led. And, and what I thought about this was, you know, all these men were qualified. We realized that we, we, could, have very, we could have just as easily, uh, Brother... Um, Nevin picked up our Bible and be read about, read about Manan and Simeon. Just as easily. Just as easy as, as easily as we talk about Paul and Barnabas. It could have been Manan and Simeon or Lucius or any of them. It could have been any of them. It could have been Simeon and, uh, and Saul. Could have been any combination. And you see, they were all qualified. The God said, no, listen, the Spirit led them. But here's the thing. The Spirit led some of them to go, but the Spirit led some of them to stay. It's, we, we get this, 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 you know, this idea sometimes. I, again, I taught on the, the will of God this morning that, you know, God has a plan for every life. And God's plan for some of you is maybe to go. But God's plan for some of you may be to stay. Several years ago, and matter of fact, it was 2002. 2002, my wife would remember this very well. Uh, the church that I grew up in, the Calvary Baptist Church in Butler, Pennsylvania, literally blew up overnight. It was found out that my pastor, my mentor, my hero in the faith was living a double life, living in sin. The sad part is, is how the, the church dealt with it, and there was cover up, and there was... 
and that turned in uh, this mess turned into this mess. And good people were leaving that church. I mean, good people. I got a phone call from several of the families and brokenhearted, not wanting to leave the church, but knowing knowing that sin was not being dealt with and swept under the rug and all those things that were happening in our church. And they said, will you, will you come pray about starting a church? 2002. I went to my, as I mentioned this morning in Sunday school, went to my godly council and, and uh, the godly council that I saw, it said, why don't you take a week up there and pray about it? And I never forget it. Never forget it. And Nikki will never forget it either. And she knows exactly what I'm getting ready to say. And I prayed and I prayed, Lord, give me peace to go there and do this. <laughs> and I prayed. And I said, now what's wrong? I mean, I mean, here's the thing. These, these are not, these are people that love the Lord, faithful. Brother Pope, tithe, give, Sunday school teachers, soul winners, separated. I mean, you know, just add water, you'll have church. Amen. I mean, it was, it was ready set. I had a guy come up to me and said, he said, I got a building in a prime location. You can have it. One of the guys that was going to, you know, why, you know, it was, it was like one of those things about, honey, I'll go pray, you pack. Amen. Let's go. I mean, it's, it's obvious. There's a church need there. It's obvious that God's going to give us peace about this. And we prayed, and the more I prayed, the less peace I got. Lord, just give me peace to go. Just give me, I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. And I'm, I'm, Lord had to, my thick head. It's like the Lord said to me, why don't you pray about staying where you're at? I ain't praying about that. I'm praying about going. Why don't you pray about staying where you're at as the assistant pastor of the Bethlehem Memorial Baptist Church in LaVeya, Georgia, is where I was. And I forget it. I began praying, Lord, do you want me to stay? Instant peace. I wasn't expecting that. What I'm saying is, the Spirit will lead some to go, but the Spirit will lead some to stay. And praise God for that. These were spiritual people. These were sensitive to the Spirit's call. Number six, quickly, there was supplication in verse three. These, we commend them for their prayer in verse six. It says, verse three, it says, and when they had fasted and prayed, what did they pray? Lord, I'm willing to go, but Lord, I'm willing to stay. I appreciate their supplication. I'm going to move quickly now. Notice number seven, they were selfless. I don't know about you, how you read your Bible, but I, I get great joy out of what I read, but I also get great joy out of what I don't read. You know what I, what I appreciate uh, about what I don't read here? I don't see anybody saying, well, why couldn't I go? Well, why couldn't I go? Well, I wouldn't go. I, I wanted to do that. I mean, hey, saw that much better Christian than me? I mean, who's Barnabas think he is anyways? You don't read that. Here were spirit men. And it was, you know these, you know these people? And again, as a bunch of them. Not about us. About him. And if he says, hey, 
There's a bunch of good men in that church. A bunch of good people. Ladies too, I'm sure. And young people that were in that church. And you know what? Some of you, God's going to use right here. But some of you, God's going to use elsewhere. And you know what these folks said? Praise God. Praise God. Again, God, however you want to use any of us, and praise the Lord for that. And we see this church instantly got behind Saul and Barnabas. You see that in verse 3. They didn't say, well, you know what? I mean, hey. No, none of that. Number 8, their surrender. It says, when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them, listen, and they sent them away. Not about them. You know what I like about this church? They weren't building their kingdom. They were building His kingdom. Well, I think we need a revival of that. Got far too many building a kingdom of their own, but not of the Lord. God help us. Notice their support, number 9, in verse 3. It says, they laid their hands on them. You know what that means? We're with you. Oh, church, listen, uh, the other night when we did that, that's more than just a, 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 a ritual. No, that's saying, listen, we're with you. Chris and Christy and, and the kids, we are with you. We're behind you. We are with you. You can't do this without us. We can't do it without you. We need each other. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Supporting one another. Brendan, you need Chris and Christy to take the gospel to Mexico. But Chris and Christy need you to be in the home church. Amen. It's, it's a partnership. And they're not more important than you, and you're not more important to them. We're all in it together. Amen. This is a body. Right? Amen. You don't need 50 eyeballs. That'd be weird. <laughs> Say amen. amen. 50 eyeballs and no, <laughs> and no feet, no hands. 50 eyeballs, that's weird. 50, 50 hands and no eyeballs? That's weird. You need a couple hands. You need a couple feet. You need a couple ears. You need a couple eyes. You need some toes. You need some fingers. It's helpful. All those things work together to get one job done for the body. Amen. Last, number 10. Don't let this get back to Butler, Pennsylvania. I preached a 10-point message this fast. Amen. <laughs> I wrote down number 10. This one blessed me real good. I wrote down sameness. Sameness. This blessed my heart when I saw this. Look at verse 3. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them. Notice, they sent them away. But verse 4 says, So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Now hang on, which is it? Were they sent by the church or were they sent by the Holy Ghost? Yes. You know what I love about this? This blessed my heart. That you could interject this church in the same fill-in-the-blank as the Holy Spirit of God. Wow. Same. Same. By the way, Bonner's Ferry Baptist Church, does it get any better than that? That you could easily interject the Holy Spirit of God, or Bonner's Ferry Baptist Church. That's good, is it not? Same. The Holy Ghost sent them, and the church sent them. Not only that, but again, the they's in verses 2 and 3. All right? This was true of all of them. This is true of all of them. 
Turn with me real quickly to Matthew chapter 25. I do want to read some scripture here. Matthew 25. I want you to see this. Familiar probably to many of the parable of the talents here. And I want to draw a quick thought here and we'll be done here in a minute. Matthew 25 verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And to one he gave five talents to another two and to another one to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. And he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. Verse 21 says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Notice that. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. So let's stop right there. You have a guy with five talents. When the Lord comes back and reckons, he has five more. How many is that class? That's ten. Verse 22, though, is interesting to me. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, hang on a second. He says the same thing. Well done. Now think about this. There's a guy with five. He gains five more. That's ten. Here's a guy, listen, don't miss this, who has two, gains two more. That's four. Are you listening? That, Brother Pope, that is less than what the guy with five started off with. He now has four. That's less than what the other guy started out with. But the guy that had five and did, was faithful with that now has ten. And the guy with two now was faithful with that now has four. And they both hear the same thing. Well done. That encourages me. Stop looking around and saying, well, you know, uh, I'm just not a five-talent person. Not about that. The question is, are you faithful? With what, and I believe with all my heart in heaven, if that guy with one, the, the, the Lord chastised him, not because he still had one, because he didn't do anything with the one. I believe with all my heart that if he would have had one, he would have gained another one too. That's less than, uh, than, than five, and it's certainly less than all that. He would have heard well done too. Praise God. For the Lord working in these men's lives in Acts chapter 13. Praise God for what the Lord did in this church. Praise God for those who stayed. Praise God for those who went. But praise God for these who stayed, who kept on serving the Lord and foretold. They kept on, never forgot. They've been to Calvary, amen? They kept doing what they did because they loved the Lord. They were serious-minded about it. They were spirit-led. They were people of prayer. They were selfless. They were surrendered. They supported one another. And God used them in a mighty way. Praise the Lord for this group, amen? Praise the Lord. Bonus Ferry Baptist Church, my challenge, I guess Nevin said, I'm 
I'd forgotten about that, but I think you'd said at your 10th anniversary, keep on keeping on. Go on. Go on for the Lord. Same tonight, is it not? Hey, we met people. We met people tonight. It's not very far from here that need to be saved. Amen. Work's not done yet. Amen. Work's not done yet. And don't for one second think that you're a second-class saint because you stay. This is good. and listen. God wants you to go, then you go. Amen. I mean, hey, that'd be great to see God call some of these young people, some of them to go. You know what? God may want some of these young people to stay right here. Amen. We need a we need a work done for the Lord here. Amen. Whatever God wants you to do, that's the bottom line. Amen. Whatever the Lord wants you to do. Praise the Lord for these other three. I may not know a whole lot about them. You know, I, I told you there's speculation. We don't, well, we don't know. But I know we're going to meet them in heaven. I believe some of them are going to hear, well done. A good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm.